Welcome to the Honesty Club podcast. I'm Kelly. And I'm Sarah Joy. We've been friends for over a decade. And at this point, we've talked about everything. Each week, we'll take a hot topic and give our honest takes. And even better, we're inviting you to be a part of the conversation by submitting your stories and thoughts. Laugh a little, learn a little, and even feel free to disagree. You're invited to join the Honesty Club. Happy Thursday, everybody. Diet culture. Here oh, she's jumping right on in. <laughs> I just figure, you know, let's talk about what you came here for. That's true. And you know the title, so yeah. it's not like we're hiding anything. It's so funny to me listening to other podcasts where they're like, you know, we're going to have a special guest on today. But first, you know, they're kind of like gatekeeping who it is. Yeah, but you but can like, see the you title. see it in the title. Absolutely. It's hilarious. So... And, you know, honestly, they should probably not put who it is in the title. It might help more people want to listen. Probably not. Maybe. I don't know. When I see a guest. Each guest, like, brings their, well, (laughs) (laughs) say what you're going to say. When I see a guest, if I don't know who they are, it kind of sometimes deters me. I feel you. Because I'm like, I don't really know if I want to know about their life. Exactly. (laughs) Also, nothing against Chelsea. You guys will love her. Um, but and this is more this about like, this topic, yes. you know. But like, yeah, when I'm used to listening a podcast, listening to a podcast just for the podcast, people, I do not like the guest episodes. Yeah. I'm like, skip. Yeah. Every now and then, if there's one that I know, right, I'm like, oh yeah, that'll be interesting. Like, I want to listen to that. Right. Otherwise, yeah, sometimes I skip because I'm like, let's just get to the good stuff. Exactly. <laughs> but this, the way we do it. Not to toot our own horn or anything, but I feel like the way we do it is different because it's like we're going into a topic. It's not necessarily just like an interview. Right. Because one of the things that I don't like about it is that they get off on so many tangents about like just stuff that they were doing, hanging out. Remember when blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I could, I could name some other podcasts, but I will not. Exactly. (laughs) But I'm like, you don't, you don't understand the mission. No, this Mm -hmm. is telling you about what we're talking about Mm -hmm. just with a guest. Mm -hmm. Like we're still covering the topic. We're still talking about it like we normally do. We just have someone who is giving their thoughts on it. Exactly. And it's usually because they're like, you know, specialized or they know more about this topic or whatever. Or like we like to talk to them about that topic in real life. Exactly. Yep. So, that being said, we're very excited about today's yeah topic. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be great. It's gonna be really good, I and think. it's really good for springtime too. I feel like this is the season where True. people are like, "Okay, I'm ready to make a change." Just yes. Because, or no, there's so much life coming out in nature, oh, and you're just so feeling much. alive, and you're like, "I do want to be in the sunshine." Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have been sitting in the sunshine as much as I possibly can. Absolutely. And you know what's crazy? It's actually getting pretty warm mm-hmm. already. Like, love it. I've been doing so much gardening. Yeah. 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 And But there's still, like, a nice breeze. But I have been surprised at, like, the 80-degree weather that we've had. Yeah. I'm like, wow, we're just getting right into it. Just jumping in. Which is fine. Like, if it was a little bit cooler, maybe that'd be even better. I don't know. Just because, like... Right. I'm not ready for full-on summer yet. Yeah. But I do want the sun. I would sit at a pool right now. Yeah. Like, I would sit at the beach, whatever. I want... All the sun I can I guess possibly that, get. That is the reason that people dig their own pools. Is what we're talking about right now because yes. pools aren't open yet. But you're yes. like, I'm ready. I okay. Have you seen the tiny pools that you can put in your backyard? 
Like, explain. Just okay. like an inflatable? No. It's in the ground. What? But it's like a small square or something. <laughs> You've never seen this? You dig it? Oh, I can't show you on Pinterest right now, but okay. I'll show you later. I think, yeah, I think you just like do, you know, install it like a regular pool. Like you get pool people. I don't know. Wow. But it's literally just a small little square. So it's almost like... You could take where you guys have AstroTurf right now. Actually... <laughs> don't do it no be a nightmare yeah you're, i would do you it as pecans dropping true yeah you i would have to do pool. it somewhere i don't know where i do it but <laughs> it's very tiny it's probably for if you have like a smaller backyard or something yeah but it just looks so fun because really that's all you need is just like yeah. to dip your it's not like i'm trying to go swimming like swimming exactly. laps you know right. i just want to dip my toes in my body <laughs> I mean, yeah. Feel the That's coolness. an adult and toddler pool because, like, if you're yes. 11, you want to just cannonball. Absolutely. That's all you want. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> kids growing up, they'll be yeah. like, this is lame. Yeah. When they're little, they're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then when they're older, they're like, mm-mm. They could swim laps if they're little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you seen those videos where they're teaching little babies how to swim? And yeah. They, they pretty much, like, drop them in. Roll them in. Yeah. It's terrifying, but I mean, I'm glad it works. Yeah, it really. (laughs) I mean, I mean, you just gotta kick. They're not gonna be drowning, right? You just gotta kick into the, uh, you know, innate responses. Mm -hmm. It would be hard to watch though. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just want to rescue them. Yeah, but I think if you do it like when they're really, really young, yeah, they've been like kind of used to the water. Yeah, no, it's true. They don't seem to be too scarred or Mm -hmm. anything. They kind of do the dog thing where they just start paddling <laughs> yeah. when they get close to water. Exactly. They do the little flip yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was a totally tangent. Good. I don't even know water how we got here. Water safety is very, very important to train your kids on. No, agreed. Yeah. Because otherwise they get way too confident in the vests and mm-hmm. it can be really bad. Yeah. So. True. Water safety, everybody. Absolutely. What were we talking about? Sun, sun. <laughs> I was like, how uh-huh. did I was like, we were get we here? About arm hair? Nope, that was off hair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not here. Not here. <laughs> so funny. we have had a new, um, what am I trying to say? A new mm-hmm. phase of our hangout develop. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So we, you know, you guys know that we often hang out and do like meals and then take down several movies in a row yeah so we've done a lot of series a lot of things i mean we watched we've watched multiple seasons of the crown mm-hmm. together three seasons of the crown yeah <gasps> has it been it's been three whoa right those two <laughs> i have questions now did we watch before diana came into the scene because all i remember is young diana maybe not old diana Okay, maybe older. it's two. Maybe it's just been three years. Yeah. Okay, they, they remember they had that long... Yeah, they had that okay, long pause between. That makes sense. It's two seasons of The Crown. Yeah. A whole season of The Inventing Anna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole season of some other heist dude that was pretending to be something and swindling people as a diamond man. You remember this? He's basically like Anna, Anna Sorkin. He was like a oh, diamond guy. Yes, yes. Whole the documentary. That. That's then right. All of the Mission Impossibles, all of the Jurassic Parks. Yep. What else have we done? We've done all of the Jack Reacher. We've done yep. 
all, all pretty much all Tom Cruise movies. Every movie that Tom Cruise has made, practically, <laughs> maybe minus two. Yeah, but we've really we went on we done it. We went hard on Tom. We did. We, saw, we didn't watch that one where he has to live the day over and over and over. That's because I have had to watch that <laughs> over and over. <laughs> you yeah. can only yeah. take so much. I feel you. Of that so we've kind done of a movie. lot. Anyway, I, I say all that to say we know how to binge, but yep. we developed a new uh, get together. We've done it twice in one week. So I would <laughs> yeah. say like this is our new thing, um, but I could be wrong. So uh, it is Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And we're playing sports. It's so fun. Now, we played a little too hard. We <laughs> some of out, us went harder than others. <laughs> some of us went very, very hard. Um, I woke up with tennis arm. I mean, what were we playing? Tennis, tennis. arm? Yeah, tennis arm. Wow. Uh, it. I mean, if you play it like you're playing tennis, you're sweating. Mm-hmm. Your arm is going to be sore. Mm-hmm. You're running around. I mean, mm-hmm. Peter you and Peter were Peter doing the, the most. Hardest. Peter went the hardest. He know. went the hardest. He was sweating. Oh, yeah. He, he said his, his whole forehead body was sweating. He was, like, fully diving for every shot. <laughs> he really was. Yeah. He was, like, twisting in the air. Yeah. He was not giving up. No. So, yeah, it was a ride. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. It's been a good time. We yeah. started out with bowling. Yeah. So, bowling has been fun. But, you know, bowling is the same thing over and over. Right. So, then we went to golf. Yeah. Golf was also a good time. Yeah. Um, you know. That just, can take a little longer than the others. I didn't understand at first. <laughs> like, my first shot, it was just, like, set on the screen, like, rough. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have to be that rude. <laughs> but it meant that my ball landed in rough area. It was You're not right. on the, the grass. Uh, grass. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It wasn't on the, the course, the par, whatever. Right. Um, so I was like, well, you don't have to be that nasty. Yeah, Just no. Just show me that I'm rough in front of everybody. But so better. what do you think is your favorite so far? Well, favorite sport? you know, the golf was fun because yeah. it, it changes. Yeah, I do, do like the that. same thing over and over and over. With bowling, it's mm-hmm. like I'm doing the same kind of right. move. Um, so with golf, it changes. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. But tennis was fun, but just the arm we were getting i mean by the time we had finished i was trying to take a shower the next rounds. day and like <laughs> you know i couldn't raise my arms i was like oh i gotta really commit here <laughs> yeah was both of them no it's just the one just one okay because when i finished all of the rounds we finished i was like why does both arms kind mm-hmm. of hurt right now mm-hmm. i don't know did was peter's arm sore was his oh. whole body sore basically his whole body yes he i mean He's i've never seen hardest. someone go so hard yeah on nintendo switch yeah tennis yeah i appreciated it yeah it was a lot. like you come in that was it was good <laughs> but i was like he's gonna be so sore so sore anyway <laughs> and i know you're probably thinking that's hilarious like how are you getting sore playing you would be nintendo surprised. but you should try it it can i think it's honestly their way to get people moving yeah they're like, well, we'll make the support. Yeah. And you're going to have to move. Now, you can do it from the couch, or, you know, but it's just not the same. It's not the same. I no. think you do have to get your body moving for yeah. it to really feel like you're doing something. Yeah. You're just too hindered when you're, like, sitting. 
you gotta just really whack it yeah you need all that's why they say like clear the room you need space yeah they're like move your arms like this because you will bust it yeah (laughs) i was getting nervous a little bit i know i was like peter strap that thing yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'm glad that y'all are into it because i'm pretty sure y'all have never played a nintendo game your life no no video games pretty much so it's been a fun experience yeah what other games do we have in the sports or outside of sports in the sports there's soccer it's definitely not out of sight of sports (laughs) there's soccer volleyball which is that's pretty fun too it's kind of feels like tennis but a little bit even more oh lord like you're gonna have to move even more okay um what else okay there's like fencing oh wow swords wasn't as fun though okay badminton i think basically tennis i know i don't know why they put that one and am i missing something i can't think of whatever else is okay there but yeah we played the probably the funnest ones okay well i'm into it yeah my arm will improve we were doing tennis or no sorry yeah we were doing tennis for a while you and i yeah and then like on our last game we're like let's go for powerhouse which is like you're playing the bots but like they're really advanced they're not joking my arm was literally giving out like every whack i was like (gasps) like it's just not coming full strength like i'm just hitting all of my i don't know that's how i I felt too massage like i'm getting weak yes and the funny thing was, Strong was right before Powerhouse, yeah. and we were killing it we on Strong. We were killing it. We, we were, like, like got so, so confident. confident. <laughs> and then you go to Powerhouse, and it is, like, a jump to the moon. Yeah. It is, compl- like, Those things they will out. not let you in. They all got, like, green hair, and yeah. they're like, you're going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah. I don't think we won, but we, we also probably need to start... All like at our full strength with powerhouse instead of like hmm. we were tired by the time we got to powerhouse absolutely so yeah you know and then peter took powerhouse on by himself <laughs> solo powerhouse so yeah that was i don't know our mission might be to take down powerhouse yeah because so far we have not no so we'll let you know when that happens yeah. so i guess that's our uh life that's update code life update. yeah <laughs> together our collective collective (laughs) life okay so fun topic for the day we're talking about diet culture and we invited our friend chelsea to um come on the podcast and share she is a um oh gosh i don't want to get this messed up an integrative health coach integrated nutrition coach something like that she's going to explain it to you in her terms (laughs) um her and i worked at chick-fil-a together we actually met in new york city on a work trip um doing the first chick-fil-a in new york city um so lots of long subway rides home it was a good time yeah um we would just you know rant about the day it was great love it It it's basically our own honesty club podcast on the way home from work every day (laughs) it would get pretty unhinged (laughs) um so it was was a fun time did y'all click right away or yeah i think so that's i mean i yeah i think so yeah i was looking around for this other girl anyway basically i thought this other girl was coming on the trip and i kept looking around and she kind of resembled her and so i was like smiling at her extra because i had just <laughs> met her once at like a corporate event you. so i could be like hey yeah but i was like i don't think that's her um anyway and then i feel like we got pizza that day nice with a couple other people and then and then it just yeah 
it just went the rest is history (laughs) yeah and then y'all kept up yeah after that yeah and it's been like a million years since then so um a lot of fun she lives in los angeles and she um also has a really cool thing uh so not only does she do one-on-one coaching but she also has a um meal plan subscription Mm -hmm. where she comes up with nutritional recipes for you um and you could just subscribe to it and get new recipes every month which i think is amazing it's such a good idea so she's also going to tell us more about that but um so let's get into the conversation let's hear a bit about um chelsea so first of all we're going to ask um what her backstory is for how she got into nutrition. I'm so excited to let's hear, hear what she has to say. Hello, Honesty Club listeners. Happy Thursday. My name is Chelsea Markham, and I am an integrative nutrition health coach and nutritional therapy practitioner. That is such a mouthful, saying them both together. I do one-on-one coaching and nutritional therapy coaching for women, and I'm super excited to share a little bit more about my background and story today. So a little backstory about me, and I'll try not to talk for hours about this because I feel like there's so much to unpack here. Um, I I live in LA, and I've lived in Los Angeles for the past, I don't know, eight years. So I think that has had a big influence, too, on uh, you know the past eight to ten years of my nutrition journey, if you will. So any kind of diet or trend or, you know, new wellness trend that could come out, I was the first person to hop on. I hopped on any bandwagon, you know, all those documentaries that's come out in the past about what to eat, what not to eat, things like that. I would try that diet or try those kinds of things. So I was vegan for a few years, uh, vegetarian, well, vegan for a few years, I would say it might be exaggerating because there's... I I joked a lot about, oh, not vegan today. I'm going to have this bacon. So looking back, I'm not sure how successful that was. I, you know, didn't eat carbs past three. I don't, I don't think I ate pasta for like two years, which is crazy because I love pasta and I eat it all the time now, obviously, but it, yeah, it's just nuts to me to think about just the things I was not aware of in the past. And I also worked in a a quick service fast food restaurant for about seven years. So um, you can imagine what my eating and habits were like then as well. And I just, I genuinely didn't feel good. I also was running about 20 to 30 miles a week. So high intensity, high cardio workouts. I wasn't eating enough. Um, So I just, I didn't feel good. And I think that's something that you know, we're, we're not taught to think about when we're going through all of these phases of dieting and things like you may not feel good or maybe it worked for like a day. Like I remember I used to get those pressed juicery, um, juice cleanses. And yes, a couple of days after I felt like I was great and my body was cleansed and quote unquote detoxed and everything, but how long does that last? You know? So I definitely feel like I was reaching for those quick fixes and never felt satisfied, um, with the results. Okay, so many things to say as we jump in here. Okay, first of all, I remember specifically, you know how you kind of like associate people with their Instagrams a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I absolutely. remember at one point Chelsea's bio, which was very cheeky and cute. It was like, I'm the girl who will go on a juice cleanse so she can eat tacos. <laughs> so I mean, when she's talking That's about these so juice cleanses, funny. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. She did, yeah. Um, definitely. I also am shocked that she ran 23 miles a week are you kidding me my body my body would be <laughs> dead like i don't know how she was i, I was like not did i hear that right runner. yeah 20 to 30 miles Bye. 
Um, I no. will not be participating. That is not a dream or <laughs> nor a goal in my life. But, but let me just impressed. say, those those Netflix documentaries really had a hold. They had a chokehold on people. <laughs> they really did. It was like the health one and then the forks over knives or whatever. Do you remember when you watched the... I, I don't even know because I didn't even watch it. But I remember you and Peter watched like the no meat one or something exactly. like that. Exactly. We and y'all vegan. were like vegan for like a couple weeks. We were vegan for like four months. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't even realize it was yeah. that long. Yeah. yeah. We were fresh out of uh, a mission trip where we had gotten a little sick. We got okay. a little stomach bugs. That jump started it. Absolutely. With like, That'll you know it. what? Let's just stay away from any kind of funky meat, you know, for a yeah. while. Um, and then we just went super hard on the no animal products. Trend, yeah. Which, you know, we were already towing the line with like a lot of plant-based stuff. It was very mm-hmm. popularized. Oh, then, yeah. You know? like I was lots of vegan blogs. and Every protein I had, all the things. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was like really into the veggie burgers. Mm. Loved those. I mean, they were super yummy. Um, <laughs> I get these like pea and quinoa burgers. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was already doing those. I was already making, I think, my own oat milk at that point. Wow. Um, we were already doing, I don't know, just a lot of yeah. stuff. Also, I I realized now, as soon as I got on birth control, I couldn't handle, I couldn't stomach eggs. You think it was because of the birth control? Yeah. Interesting. So for two years, I wasn't eating eggs. So this was like right at the end of my wow birth control journey i think but uh, i was still on it at that point so yeah eggs were just mm-mm. so that yeah. kind of got me you know experimenting in alternative yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff for breakfast because i wasn't wanting to do eggs and then right. i was doing like other kinds of yogurts and all kinds of mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff um so we just fell into the uh yeah <laughs> the vegan hole for a bit. i was like i can't watch it because I will probably be influenced and I want, I cannot eat meat. Yeah. <laughs> like I have to eat so, meat. So, you know, I or do think those documentaries are a little bit misleading. There is some truth in what they're right. saying because they're saying like, you know, I think one of the things was like, I think they were slaughtering diseased pigs, yeah. you know, and then like making it into sausage and that stuff makes like sense. that. And you're like, oh, this is disgusting. This is why we have so many health problems. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah, like that's why the importance is to know your farmer yep. or to get grass fed and finished yep. beef or like, you know, just to know where your stuff is Absolutely. coming from and buy a higher quality. Because otherwise, yeah, there's a lot of shadiness yeah. that goes on in um, agriculture and stuff. You know, right. if you would just buy the cheapo stuff. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's a great price, but... What are you putting in your body? Yeah, Is it worth cost? it? Yeah. Exactly. So good lessons to learn. And I still <laughs> cringe because we were over at somebody's house, you know, not too long ago. Somebody from church. And they were like, I have this vegan butter like Sarah taught me. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, I, I haven't had vegan butter in years. You know, I'm, I'm like, like oh, full no. Kerrygold queen over yeah. here. But I was like, oh man, Oops. I really was influencing, huh? That's hilarious. Yikes. You got to influence them now to regular butter. Yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, well, uh, well, I don't believe in that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, ah, oh, all right. You should know, like, your influence is strong. <laughs> so here I am, set the record straight. For, for the record, before we go into, like, any more, maybe Chelsea will say something like this, but, like, I feel like the goal is not to find another diet because, yeah. you know, 
somebody sent me something the other day and it was like all these diets like it was like a complete circle it was like we don't eat carbs and they're like you need carbs you don't eat meat Uh and then this person's like you don't eat or you know you actually need meat you know to do this right but like you shouldn't eat protein without the carb and then it was like a complete circle of like how you get back I don't know everybody's taking something out and they're like the real problem is too many carbs so it's just like a (laughs) cycle total cycle yeah I think the goal is to eat as simply as possible Mm -hmm. and you know do things the closest way to resembling nature yeah (laughs) and um to build your body up to where you have the freedom to eat anything else that you need to or want to eat if you're on vacation this is not the time to be micromanaging everything right um but yeah yeah and chelsea will get into it as well but like fueling your body so that you're not just surviving but your body is actually like thriving like you have energy you're able to keep going even when you feel tired or right you know and you like so many foods you can just pop something in because it's quick yeah instantly you're exhausted and it's like well let's check what's in that what is it the processed food like yeah what are you putting in your body that is actually not serving you exactly you know exactly all right let's get back into it hear what else she has to say (laughs) I think it's also important to recognize that I don't really know why I was doing these things. Um, I didn't ever fluctuate weight much um, in the past. So it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds or so on and so forth. I think I just wanted to be more toned and lean, if you will. So I really thought that making these drastic changes and cutting out cold food, cold, whole food groups were really helpful, but I never felt great. Um, I wasn't eating enough food. And then when I was really hungry, I was filling up on a lot of, you know, starches or processed foods because I wasn't eating protein at the time. Um, I think being pescatarian is the one I remember the most. And so I was eating a lot of fish, but that was the only, you know, I would say animal source of protein I had. So a lot of chickpeas and, you know, this is the time where chickpeas and cauliflower and everything was made out of those things. So I was eating a lot of processed food. And I think, you know, it, it wasn't sustainable for me personally. And I ha- I knew that there had to be something else in a way to feel better, but I just hadn't uh, seen or understood or been aware of what it might be. So the next question that I want to ask um, for Chelsea is, what was your breaking point? Because um, for me, it was actually, I signed up with one-on-one coaching with somebody else and they were like, okay, so you need to, it was actually Corey. We've talked about her mm-hmm. before. She has a course called Freely Rooted. But yeah. um, anyway, uh, back when she didn't have the course or anything, uh, I signed up for one-on-one coaching with her and she was like, well, you need to up your protein by like a lot. And since I was vegan, I was getting like... <laughs> 18 grams of protein or something like a day like I just was not prioritizing that you know I was just like oh it's really like you know anyway so she's like you really need to up it and honestly like your best source is going to be from animal proteins so she's like try to incorporate some you know yeah like these veggie burgers are not giving you anything ain't doing it just (laughs) if you're wondering why your energy is dipping when you had this for lunch excuse me uh, this is your answer. So I was yeah. like, okay. So that kind of dove me into a lot, incorporating a lot more like meats and yogurts right. and, um, you know, really high quality milks and stuff wow. back. But so that was my breaking point. Would you say yeah. there's one for you? Also, it wasn't feeling like myself. So I was trying to detox birth yeah. control and all kinds of stuff. Right. So it was, that was a hard pivot. <laughs> I think 
my breaking point was because I've always been into like doing different things and like trying to stay like up with the health stuff or like you know make sure I eat this or whatever and it's looked different along the way but um and I've also gone through like weird periods of time where like you know I wasn't eating enough or whatever so I remember and I was a big like calorie counter and even now like I'll do it too but it's just not the same and I remember I don't know if you posted it or someone posted like the calories that a baby should eat and it was like this is what a child should eat and it was literally what people (laughs) what people suggest for women yeah it's nuts like at least you know in diet culture yeah and I was like Like a thousand calorie day holy moly how have I been like living like this well you're you know (laughs) you're you're like no I think for both of us we were kind of like I remember specifically I was like my skin just looks like ragged you know like yeah. there's no soul in my face <laughs> um and then same thing with hair and yeah like, so those are little things quote yeah. unquote but also it's like take that and put it with like energy spikes and you're like what's going on yes you know and so that was the other thing for me was i've <clears throat> always had like blood sugar drops okay especially in the morning and i would be eating like oatmeal with peanut butter and like yeah you know just pretty much all like sugary stuff that would make not that the it was the sugar part i don't really know what it was it just wasn't enough protein i think yeah and i would just like drop every morning and i would feel exhausted yeah and i was like like i don't want to live like this Mm -hmm. and i i thought it was just like a normal thing for years Mm -hmm. until i started realizing okay maybe i'm not eating enough maybe i'm not getting enough protein and just like start like looking into all this stuff yeah and realizing oh you don't have to wake up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m to go to the bathroom because that just means your blood sugar is dropping, you know? Yes. And now, like, I really have that problem. Yeah. And it's amazing. Oh, I sleep through the night. I have exactly. never sleep through the night before. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. We'll get into more yeah. of that. So let's <laughs> we can hear, talk about this for hours. <laughs> clearly, we're, we're passionate about this. Yeah. We need to shut up and play more clips from Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. This is going to be uh, what Chelsea got to, how Chelsea got to the point of wanting to make some changes. Yeah. So I think with that being said, you know, living in LA, uh, I also am very easily influenced by people around me. So I would say, you know, people we I followed on social media or documentaries I watched or conversations I had, uh, that kind of became what I would do. And I think I just got to the point um, where I was like, gosh, there should be more. But it hadn't hit me yet. And so then the pandemic hit in 2020. And that was the first time I started cooking and discovering my love to create meals for my friends. And I we actually were living, me and my uh, well, he's not my husband. We were dating at the time, lived with our best friends who were married. And so I started cooking for us every single night because, you know, we weren't going out to eat or anything like that. And that is when everything kind of started to change. And I found such a creative outlet with that. And this is so silly, but I never thought I was creative. I think when I was little, I thought like if you could paint or draw or anything like that, that was the form of creativity. And I didn't, I know that creativity is so broad now, but at the time I was very stuck on those things and was always thought, I'm not good at that. I'm never going to be a creative type, which is ironic seeing my life now. But so when I started cooking, I realized, oh, this is my creativity. I can make a meal for people and they like it and they're going to eat it and they enjoy it. And I also found it fun because at the time I was pescatarian. And so I was making a lot of meals without dairy and uh, meat. And so I found it fun to try to experiment different um, recipes and, you know, how could I make something creamy without using dairy and things like that. So that's when it kind of hit uh, off for me. 
And that was was an online uh, or ongoing learning process, if you will. And that's also when I started following Melissa Wood. And she is an online Pilates instructor and has a platform. She's incredible, huge inspiration to me. And that's when I found the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, which is the first certification that I got in this journey. So I found that school and really thought, you know, I, I remember reading it when I and waking up the next day and telling my husband, I was like, hey, I am going to register for the school. And it was out of left field, like right field or whatever that saying is. It like so random. I've worked in, like I've said, I've worked in quick service my whole life, not really know what to do. I knew I always wanted to own my own business, but I just didn't know what it was. And I knew there was something else out there for me. So when I found that, I was like, this is it. I'm going to be a nutrition. I want to be a health coach. And so my husband was like, okay, sometimes you do this. So you need to at least have a week to sit on it. Think about it. Like really process what this looks like for you. And if you really want to do it, cause I don't want to invest in this. If it's just one of me, you know, your idea is really sweet uh, and good guidance. And so I did. And every day I woke up and I said to him, no, I want to do it. I want to do it. So then I registered and that's kind of what uh, started this whole journey. Okay. First of all, so I relate to so many things in what she said, but um, so funny about like not thinking that you're a creative person mm-hmm. because yeah. growing up I was like, I'm not creative or like, I think the word talented, I was like, not talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I equated it. She said like drawing and painting. I thought it was like, like theater. <laughs> like I was like, I can't sing, can't, you know, dance really. Yeah. Um, my acting skills aren't very, you know, <laughs> I gotta work can't play my any acting. instruments. <laughs> I was like, so I am not talented. Yeah. I felt that way too. Cause I wanted to play an instrument, but it just, it never happened yeah. for me. I wanted to play guitar. I want to play the Same. drums. Wow. I want to be a girly. drum girl. Wow. Never happened. So. Kim over here. Everybody. <laughs> said, maybe that's But I, I love how like her story came out of just wanting to bless people with food because right. it is like a hospitality piece. And mm-hmm. I feel like so I had this huge resurgence too in 2020 with like yep. cooking at home and like making things you know ourselves absolutely you know oh yeah i doing more recipes from scratch so many different things like i made scones for the first time you had the time you had nothing else to do plus it was like (laughs) you know other people were posting about it so you're more inspired everybody was kind of like sharing recipes they're like okay let's make sourdough let's do absolutely yeah Yeah. so it was inspirational and it is fun like now I do enjoy having people over and like yeah. eating them and then seeing their 100%. like, oh, this is so good or like excitement about eating it. Your food. <laughs> and I love eating your food. So <laughs> it's really good friendship here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it works this out is well very for symbiotic. Us. Also, like it's worked out really well for you and I. Yeah. Because we both like dove into stuff at the same time. So we yeah. both started like buying pretty much like the same things at the grocery store exactly so then when we go to each other's houses it's like oh you have exactly my preference on mayonnaise it's like being at home (laughs) yeah it's It's true it's nice yeah so So, it's a good time yeah it's a lot of fun it's cool but yeah that makes a lot of sense on you know just how you get into it and i think that's also a really sustainable and good idea to have is like i just want to be more mindful with what i'm eating right like, I want to actually put in the time to make it myself. Yeah. And look at the ingredients mm-hmm. and, like, plan it out, you know? That was another thing that inspired me to want to cook even more so. Yeah. Was just knowing ingredients and yeah. then also realizing, like, when you go eat out anywhere, even if it's, like, the best place you can think of, mm-hmm. the oils and the things that they're using <sighs> is just not going to be the same. And so, yeah. obviously, we're not, like, 
we never eat out like ever but i just was like i want to limit it and know what i'm putting in my body one of my first like (laughs) true light bulb moments i always thought when i go out to a mexican restaurant and i go hard on the chips i was like it's the sodium Ah. like i eat so much salt with Uh those chips Uh and salsa before the meal comes that i'm so bloated afterward Uh My biggest light bulb was getting Siete chips, mm-hmm. going crazy uh-huh. on those with guacamole and not feeling anything afterward. I'm like, it's the oil that the chips were cooked in. Are yeah. you kidding me? Exactly. Yeah. No, you can that make the same exact meal at home mm-hmm. and feel 1,000 times better. Yeah. Go to the Mexican restaurant or wherever you go. Feel like trash. And literally wake up the next day. I mean, we did this recently. We went to like some place and got you know tacos or something like that yeah the next day i've never been more swollen (laughs) i know (laughs) my fingers i was like i was like look at this must be a lot of sodium nope it's all of the other things because (laughs) i realized like my body actually needs a lot more salt than yeah the average person because the second i like tried to reduce my salt Mm-hmm. I started almost passing. Oh, out. yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> and, you were really. And the doctor's like, you're dehydrated. Like, add some salt and lemon to your water. Yeah. I'm like, oh, like, oh. okay. So then I was well, like yeah. eating tomatoes with salt and like not feeling uh, My crazy anymore. Exactly. So it's just the more you know. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Okay. Uh, I want to ask Chelsea next what kind of things did you have to l- unlearn and relearn? Mm, about food and nutrition i know we sure had to do a lot of unlearning especially with dabbling in veganism (laughs) so like yeah i'm curious to hear what she has to say let's hear it so with that being said there's quite a few things that i had to unlearn that and and relearn of what was actually healthy for me and what was fueling my body and i think nutritious is the word I like to use. Um, you know, I definitely would always talk about what's bad food and good food. And I definitely don't speak about food like that anymore. Um, and just having flexibility and freedom on what I'm choosing to put into my body is really important to me. Cause I used to have thoughts of like, Oh, I already had a piece of bread today. So I'm not going to have any carbs for dinner and no carbs after 3 PM or things like that. Uh, coffee on an empty stomach, but Definitely, if you heard, if you told me three years ago that I was drinking bone broth for before my breakfast, I would have looked at you like you were insane. So the biggest thing I think for me was learning uh, about traditional uh, unprocessed foods is the best option. I grew up eating Wheaties and Cheerios and having, you know, hot dogs and pizza. And we weren't necessarily, um, you know, we weren't, it wasn't horrible, but we weren't eating the best, the most nutritious foods, I would say, if you will. And, you know, that that 90s culture, like they didn't know any better. Like what was being communicated was that low fat diets are the way to go. And if you have high cholesterol, you can't eat red meat and all of these things that now, you know, I've learned a lot about the studies and science behind that and don't believe in those kinds of things. So um, because it has been proven wrong, um, we, we do need fat and eating uh, high quality grass-fed beef, it is important uh, for our bodies to function. So just kind of relearning all of those things was really eye-opening for me. I uh, didn't have dairy for quite some time and realized that I wasn't sure if it even was something that I was necessarily quote-unquote allergic to or if it was something that was fabricated um, over 
diet culture, um, which I think was a huge eye opener for me that clicked for me after a while. This was like, I mean, this is like in the past six months, I would say. And so I did slowly uh, start incorporating dairy back into my diet. And now I am a dairy queen, if you will. <laughs> Love my raw milk. So I don't recommend doing that without working with a practitioner, though, because it can be harmful if you introduce it too quickly. So you definitely want to work with someone to be able to do that. But um, having freedom on that and realizing that it, it wasn't something, uh, it wasn't necessarily quote unquote real, if you will, was huge for me. And realizing that was a big step, um, in this healing process of food. So those are kind of the biggest items I had to relearn. Another thing that was huge for me was I wasn't eating enough food during the day. I wasn't consuming enough calories. I never calorie counted, if you will, but I definitely was knowledgeable of, oh, maybe I'll have a smaller lunch today, or I'm not going to have something big for breakfast or things like that. And that's just, uh, you know, now I, I eat over 2000 calories a day, I would say, or about 2000 calories a day. I would assume so. I have no idea because I don't track it, but, um, I, I think something too that helped me get there was I went off hormonal birth control about, gosh, when was it in 2020, I think, and naturally tracked my cycle. And that was also due to the a lot of learning um, and research and knowledge I did about hormonal birth control and how um, that does really take a toll on our bodies. And ha happy to talk to anyone who wants to chat about that off the podcast as well. And after that, after a few months of being off, I actually lost my period for about five months, which I knew was not normal. And with a lot of research, I began to up my calories and just eat more food. I was like, shoot, I don't think I'm eating enough food during the day. So in doing that, I was able to recover my period after about five months. So that was awesome too. Again, everyone's different. So I'm not sure if you're in that spot, um, if that would work, but I would definitely say it would help. This was a really great clip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so good. I mean, we both have older parents, I think, just like this 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. way of thinking about good foods bad foods yeah. also watch your calories mm -hmm. i remember we had like spray butter that was like zero calorie <laughs> you know what i, I mean? remember Just, the spray butter yeah all this oh kind of gosh, weird stuff yes. which is like looking back i'm like that's oil uh -huh. you're just all this it's like you kind of have to come craziness. to the conclusion like is all of these things that are low calorie mm -hmm. and don't have you know what you think they have mm -hmm. is it worth it because the things that they put in it yeah it you're gonna like you're gonna have problems later because of all of those things yeah so it's like let's just not but like you're always wiser and smarter looking back in retrospect <clears throat> yeah. so like i'm not saying oh i was raised on a terrible diet or anything right like that, no, but no, it's no. like wow like i definitely know we just didn't know we knew differently we know now. now and so i'm yeah. grateful for the the stuff i have now and just even to you know unlearn right unlearn some other things but like the main thing that i want to take away from this is that i'm not gonna be like oh i was bad today i had blah blah mm -hmm. blah or yeah. like treat food like a punishment or reward absolutely um i'm or just gonna eat so lettuce guilty. for a while yeah after you eat something no it's like feel guilty there are days that that's gonna happen it's yeah. not always gonna be perfect right. and you don't need to feel guilty right you're like oh i had this you know piece of a cookie and you're like i'm so horrible it's like yeah no like it's okay you're living your life like every day is not gonna be 100 percent like the perfect thing for mm -hmm. you you know exactly and i feel like another thing that really helps me is just knowing like 
the the consistency of a normal day is more powerful than what you're choosing to eat or not eat day to day. So if you have one full day where you're like, don't care, mm-hmm. I am going to eat as many pieces of bread with jam that I want <laughs> because I'm just feeling it. Like the vibe is right. It's rainy outside. I just made bread. Uh-huh. Like we're just going to go crazy that day. But like <clears throat> that's not going to throw off your consistency of all these other days where you your body knows what to expect you're day right. to day because when you're just throwing it for a loop and like not eating breakfast yeah. but then eating it all at night like your mm-hmm. body's still not knowing what to expect so just yeah the simple regularity of i usually you know i eat this many minutes after waking up i usually get you know a really balanced breakfast mm-hmm. i expect lunch about this time i yeah. have these things to snack on like if you're more um just consistent with what you're eating in general, then it's not a big deal to eat differently right. on vacation or when the mood's right or when you go out to lunch. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because I feel like in the last, I don't know, year or so, I've also recently learned about like binge eating. Yeah. And like I never had a problem binge eating, but it was just something to think about. Like if you are going throughout your day and you're like, mm-hmm. well, I won't have breakfast and i'll have a very light lunch and then you get to the end of your day and you find yourself going hard on everything that's in your kitchen well did that actually help you like did you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish no your body is literally saying feed me i'm starving i actually just read a book too Mm -hmm. it was about this actually famous actor (laughs) actress and she had a eating disorder okay and she was talking about that very thing that she realized she would binge in the evening because she was so hungry her body was starving and then she ended up yeah becoming like bulimic and, people, and all this stuff exactly but, people blame themselves so much they're like disgusting little mm-hmm, habit yeah that i have and i have to shroud it in secrecy where i would argue and i mean i don't know like i'm not a scientist here but <laughs> i would almost argue that the amount of things that you're eating and if you're like binging having like three portions you know maybe of your nightly meal mm-hmm. because you're just so ravenous at the end of the day yeah. and you're like whatever day's over had a hard day I feel like if you had the exact same food even and the exact same calories, mm-hmm. but you evenly portion them throughout the day, your body would do better. Right. Because otherwise you're having to like super dive into your stress hormones and like your body's like, are we going to get a meal? Uh-huh. We don't know. Yeah. It's so stressed out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So no, you just eliminate exactly. that and like give your body some regularity. Mm-hmm. You can eat the same thing and have different results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just not starving your body like that's so important and i think you can even look like in the you know evening you feel so hungry or mm-hmm. like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're just so hungry that used to happen to me yeah. and it's like if you just eat the meals you need to eat if yeah. you eat the amount you need to eat you will not have that problem anymore yeah like you'll be able to sleep through the night your body won't be stressed out like yeah you'll feel so much better yeah about your whole life yeah <laughs> Let's take a second to talk about 360 cookware. So I just started using mine. Love it. I have the 11.5 inch frying pan. It's such a great size. Also, everything just melts so evenly. And you're just like frying your meat to the perfect temperature. And you're on low and you just feel professional. <laughs> and it's amazing. It's like heavy. It's yeah. shiny. It's like it's beautiful. Just great to Stainless cook with. Steel. It feels so good. Yeah, it's amazing. I got introduced to this company from a lady that I follow for a lot of like 
health okay. stuff and she was talking about it and how she she really trusts them for basically not leaching any chemicals into right. foods. So that is how I heard about them and started working with them and they are truly amazing. All the stuff is made in the USA. Again, it's surgical grade stainless steel. And it is free from PFAS, which are in <laughs> so many different things. Yeah. Um, there are no chemical polishes. There Love are that. no chemical coatings. Love it. And so none of that bad stuff is getting into your food. There's no leaching. There's no, you know, bad transfer. There's no chipping yeah. of the ceramic or whatever of the Teflon. None of that is right. going to happen with your stainless steel cookware. And especially if you're going to be using something every single day, right. it really does make sense to something reliable. invest in it. So I would say maybe start with the frying pan if that's something that yes. you use every day because we, we cook eggs on it. I cook some sauces in it yeah. or like some enchilada <laughs> ingredients. Like it's definitely big enough for all of that. Absolutely. You can cook like three or four pancakes at a time because <laughs> it's, it's really true. big. Um, so I would say probably go with that one. But then I also, it's a great I mean, size. I also love slow cooker. I have also mm -hmm. a three quart saucepan, Ooh. which is their cookie sheet and their baking loaf dish. Um, and I've loved everything so far. So just whatever your go-to is, check it out on 360 Cookware. And we do have a discount code yes. to offer you guys. It is Honesty Club 25. That will give you 25% off. So one fourth off of your order, which is amazing. So go get you some 360 Cookware. It's worth it. Ooh, this one's going to be great. So I want to know top five things that Chelsea recommends to somebody who is just starting to think more intentionally about their health. Mm, okay. So top five tips. If any of you out there are thinking like, oh, I want to change some things. I'm kind of interested to rethink the way I do food or be more intentional, mindful. Yeah. Um, let's hear her top five tips. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure you may know this by now, but number one, eating whole foods. So I like to look at my cart at the grocery store and see 80% whole foods and 20% pa uh, packaged foods. I think adopting a mindset about uh, a an addition mindset is important in this too. I never want people to feel shameful or stressed out when they're grocery shopping or consuming food. I want people to understand, hey, what can I add in my diet that's more of a whole food rather than processed food? Or when you put something in your cart, can you look at it and say, hey, could I make that instead of buy it? You know, things like that, like protein bars, for instance, you can make protein balls with five ingredients. So that is something that's, uh, you know, protein bars are very so-so to me. I, it's hard to find a really good clean one, but it's very easy to make one. Make protein balls at home that have uh, clean ingredients and similar protein. Uh, so I think that is a good example there. And I want you to be empowered to make those decisions as well. And I think it's fun. I mean, for me, it's fun to be able to make it at home versus buy it. I don't know if that's for everyone. But that's something that is important to me. So just being able to understand like, hey, how can I make my car a cart that's full of whole foods rather than processed or packaged foods. Uh, frozen veggies, fine by me, as long as obviously the ingredient is only the vegetable. I think it's important to have those on hand. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of clean sausages out there that you can get as a good source of protein as well. But just, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, uh, grains, things like that. Just trying to figure out, you know, how can I make my cart more full of food uh, that is unprocessed? 
Secondly, I would say prioritizing protein is a big one for me and what I encourage people to do in conversations with clients and friends. We are not consuming enough protein and we're not aware of that. Uh, We don't know that. No one's told us that uh, or they've maybe told us the opposite, but it is really important to ensure you're consuming protein. I generally say 20 to 30 grams per meal. However, all of our bodies are different. It definitely depends on how active you are as well. But that is kind of the rule that I live by personally. So that's what I try to get. If you're reaching for a snack, try to incorporate protein with it. Along with this, I always like to say dress your carbs. So this is kind of a blood sugar balancing tip as well. But every time you're reaching for a snack or you're having a meal, um, make sure your carbs are accompanied with like a fat source or a fiber source or a protein source or all of the above. So if you're eating an apple, just go ahead and get some peanut butter with it or almond butter. If you're having some chips, get some guacamole, any kind of different source you can find at wherever you are is really important to help uh, that spike that you'll have. And that will help lessen those crashes you may get during the day or things like that. Okay, what she's talking about with the protein is so good because that is something I just didn't even think about Truly. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> even, like, let's just say until three years ago, maybe? Yeah. Like, it just wasn't yeah. a concept that I thought about. I knew, like, okay, you know, I know what protein is and I know that yeah. I get some of it, but I didn't know how much I was consuming, if I was consuming enough. And let me tell you, it is not an easy thing to get the amount of protein you need. No way. So then I can't imagine on top of that being like, uh, you know, like vegan. Like you said, you're getting like 18 grams. So you really have to be intentional. <laughs> I was like 18 to 30. Yeah. Which nuts. if you are like, just She's like to... per meal. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay. yeah, exactly. Like if, even if you are like, just try to get that mm-hmm. protein because it's so very important your body needs it and it's what keeps you full longer Mm -hmm. you know and i don't know that was just something that was like helpful to learn for me 100 percent too yeah 100 percent um yeah definitely and i love her analogy of like looking in your cart and seeing like oh oh, 80 percent 80 percent is like recognizable whole foods yes so that's good (laughs) you'd be surprised at what you can easily make at home yeah that you could buy and just feel so much better about it because yeah. you know what you put in it. Yeah. And it's just a simple little switch out. Like even making your own hummus, which right. recently we've been doing that. And love hummus. it's just like I love hummus. But then you look at every package. I haven't found one. <sighs> the oils. That's in a store that is good. Yeah. So like if I want to avoid that and I try to. Yeah. Sometimes I cave and I'm like, it's easier. You're like easy. Yeah. yeah. But like if I want to avoid those things yep. and. I have to make it. And it's so yep. simple. It's really, it really easy. Is. You know? Tahini, chickpeas. Yeah. Garlic, lemon, oil. Exactly. Olive oil. Yeah. So. It's great. <laughs> it's a good little switch. Oh, man. I'm getting like the Mediterranean bowl craving. Mm, oh. Truly. Okay. I might make that Making hummus after this. <laughs> my third tip is one of my favorites and one that people get really upset about. Um, but it's stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach before breakfast. So this is my favorite thing to talk about because so many people tell me, Chelsea, I'm never going to be able to do that. You're crazy. I can't. How do I do it? Where do I start? I'm not, that's not possible for me. And I did it. I understand. I drank coffee. I mean, I've told you guys, I had two shots of espresso every single morning and a latte before I would even sit down to eat breakfast, which is crazy. No wonder I didn't feel good. 
So this is just going to set us up for a blood sugar roller coaster, as I like to call it, or people call it that. So our cortisol, which is our stress hormone, is going to spike, um, kind of leading to that roller coaster of a day with our blood sugar, and it's going to lead to afternoon crashes. Uh, even if you, you know, have lethargic feelings throughout the day, or get headaches constantly, or get really hangry, those are all symptoms of blood sugar imbalance and having coffee on an empty stomach is a huge part of that. So just try to start small and eat something before that. My favorite thing, well, I, as I've talked about as well, drink bone broth first thing in the morning and then I'll have breakfast and then uh, I'll have coffee or I'll have coffee with my breakfast or so on and so forth. So that is an option. If that sounds disgusting to you, um, you could try something a little bit smaller. It's important to try to get a protein source in before um, you drink your coffee. So prioritizing protein, we're circling back to that tip, just anything you can get in. I know, um, some people have really passionate feelings about having coffee first thing. So they've made a protein coffee shake, which, Hey, it's better than nothing. I would still recommend trying to get a source of uh, quality protein in before that. But if that's the way you start, then start that and see how it changes and how your body feels. This was totally like mind blowing for me when I first started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I was definitely one of those people just wake up coffee mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm good for hours. Yeah. Cause it would actually make me full. Yeah. It would suppress all of your hunger and you're like, yeah, don't need. Oh yeah. And you're like, wow. Like I don't need breakfast. Although I still would eat breakfast eventually, but yeah. And then I would wonder that was probably also contributing to my blood sugar drops. Oh, yeah. I was just shaking. Yeah. Constantly. I'm like, am I okay? Like, what's wrong oh, yeah. with me? Oh, yeah. And little did I know, I just need to eat a better breakfast and yeah. not drink coffee first. Literally. The simple switches, you know? You're like, I'm starting the day off with anxiety for some reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, okay. Maybe I need to eat. Like, why Also, do bone I broth has dead? been surprising for me because uh, of the protein. Oh, yeah. I'm There's like, a lot oh, of protein, protein in a drink. Absolutely. Just for bone broth. And it's really good. You know, it's made with a bunch of bones, literally. So you're getting some marrow and cartilage properties, which is actually really, really good for repairing your gut lining. Wow. So if you've had like leaky gut, um, it's really good for helping to strengthen your gut lining, yeah. which is really cool. You drink it more. Yeah. <laughs> My fourth tip is sleep. Now, I know that that can be hard, but I do recommend at least eight hours of sleep a night, which is maybe a lot for you, maybe not a lot. I 100% am one of those people who absolutely need eight hours. I will feel a difference if I get seven hours. I love my eight hours of sleep. If you could also try to go to bed and wake up at the same time, there's a lot of details surrounding sleep that are pretty important too. I don't want to overwhelm anyone, but just so you guys understand, quality sleep supports a myriad of things like your digestion, your blood sugar balance, your fatty acid balance, your mineral balance, your hydration. There's a lot of things that are working uh, while you are sleeping. So it is very, very important to be able to give your body a chance to work on those things and recover. Uh, having a nighttime routine is something that I re recommend and having wind down time, so not being on your phone one to two hours before bed, not having TV on your bedroom. These are all things I'm still working on. I know it's a lot. But I would say start there or maybe having some tea, take a warm shower, things like that to get you wind down ready for bed. And just prioritizing that sleep is super important. Woo. That's that's a big one. My favorite that's topic. A good one. Sleep. Sleep is so important. Love sleep. I am still, I feel like, working on making my sleep the best. Optimized. Yeah. And so 
I don't know if I'm like 100% there, but it's all, it is much better than it used to be. Yeah. Like I said earlier, like I don't wake up in the middle of the night anymore. I just actually yeah. sleep through it. And it's amazing the difference that'll make alone. Yeah. Because I remember I would feel so tired. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I feeling so tired? And then the nights that I have, you know, in the recent, I don't know, whenever, have like, oh, I woke up randomly at whatever time. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, is this why I feel extra tired today? Mm. It really makes a difference that breaking up your sleep. And so sleeping through the night and getting the seven or eight hours or whatever is just so helpful. And just the same thing that we were saying with like the consistency of what you're expecting Mm -hmm. every mealtime. Like if your body also knows to expect like this is bedtime, this is wake up time. Yeah. That also really helps. And I'm not currently practicing what I preach here yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like oh this night we stayed up really late it's we're true. gonna get home at midnight and then wind down you know yeah um but it does help when you're in a routine yeah and just to hear all the benefits yeah. that sleep has yeah it's crazy you don't realize sleep again but yeah yeah so wow all right let's hear tip five my last tip is gonna be movement and I didn't say exercise on purpose exercise is a type of form of movement but I really wanted to express the word movement instead of exercise because I think sometimes we can also get really overwhelmed with the term exercise and how much we should be pushing our bodies and what we should be doing for exercise and all that kind of jazz. So movement can be anything like walking your dog down the street, um, taking, uh, you know, doing a little dance party in your kitchen. It could be cleaning your house. It could be cooking. Like cooking is a form of movement because you're up and you're around and you're working on things and you're walking and you're getting your steps in. Obviously strength training, stretching, yoga, Pilates, all those things are types of movement. Getting in movement is really important for a ton of reasons in your body. So if you aren't getting movement right now, I would recommend just starting with a walk during the day. If you can incorporate that every day, um, or just at least two to three times a week to start is pretty important. So that is my last tip. I've heard that so many people crave like rules Mm -hmm. being told what to do. Mm -hmm. And so if you hear like, go to the gym three times a week, then you're like, that's what I have to do. And I don't think I'm super into rules, but I do like, you know, um, feel, I don't know, maybe feeling like, oh, I've I've checked this off the list. Uh You know, I like Uh having a goal. And so I've even found that, you know, with the step tracker. Yeah. If I forgot to wear it or if I'm doing something like gardening where I'm just like shoveling for a good bit, I'm like, ah. I still need to go like get 8,000 more steps, even though I've been gardening right. for like hours and hours. So that's really good to put it in perspective of like, you don't have mm-hmm. to do like there's nuance to your life. So some days you're going to be actually active yeah. because you're going to Costco and yeah. then sure. you're going to do some gardening and then, you know, you're going to take a walk afterward. And then another day it's like, oh, I did a lot of office work. So I hit the gym. Right. So it's like give yourself a break (laughs) you know the importance is movement yeah um which is really good no i really love that concept because i am someone that does go to the gym and like enjoys it but when you think about it let's just say it's like two to three times a week Mm -hmm. those are only two to three times out of your whole week yes so you still have to remember or i've had to remind myself recently like okay you need to move like move your body it doesn't matter how you do it but like I I haven't done like alarm system yet, but I've been like thinking, okay, maybe every hour or few hours I should set an alarm to like 
move and like yeah. make sure because there are times where like I'm just sitting down or you know I'm not like intentional about my movement yeah and so to like remind myself to just move around and like I've even been walking around my backyard and yeah just try and obviously like when I'm cleaning my house or grocery shop or something I'm also getting those times but those aren't like every day you yeah know? I feel you and so I've just been trying to like do more movement because the average person sits a whole heck oh of a lot so much <laughs> you said it yeah those guys say it sitting is the new smoking exactly and so i'm like i bob and brad i want to <laughs> yeah incorporate moving more 100 percent, even now yeah uh peter has a fitbit which is cool um and it will say like hey you've been sitting for a while or it didn't even say that it doesn't even shame you for sitting it'll just be like <laughs> Hey, can you do 200 steps before uh I love that. before the hours over? Oh, and you're like, "Oh that. yeah." So you can get to the next like 1000 mark or whatever. That's so cool. So it's like kind of encouraging you throughout the day. We also have this is a little bit different, but we also have apps on our phone called Dminder. Wait, no, it's not Dminder. Hold on. <laughs> That's another one for sun. Uh what's the one that we have? Oh my gosh. What is the one that we have that always says like it's time for dinner, it's time for breakfast? Oh, oh. Um Oh, gosh. What is it called? Hold <laughs> on. It's remember. in my health apps. Let me look it up. Um, oh, Circadian. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there we go. Not Dminder, but I do have Dminder, too. Dminder, you can put in, like, your zip code or something, and it'll tell you basically the same thing as Circadian, but okay. it's kind of like your best concentrated sun Ooh. hours um, if you're trying to get vitamin D. But Circadian's really cool because it kind of says, um, based on the sun, uh, when you should be eating mm -hmm. so that's really good and yeah. it also kind of tells you like okay go look at the sunlight like it kind of gives you the sunrise times and right. it'll tell you when to go get your morning light which is really good um, so we've enjoyed having that but yeah it's kind of like the thing that you said with reminders like yeah you can get moving you can get into get <laughs> it yep so as we wrap up today's episode, I want to ask Chelsea um, just how she's working with women one-on-one -on -one and what her one-on-one um, -on -one coaching looks like, what other programs that she offers. And I want her to finish by telling us all about her menu subscription because that's something I think is so awesome that she does. I always love seeing just the creativity that she puts out every single week. So I want to hear more about what she has to say with what she does with Markham Method. So you can also work with me one-on-one. -on -one. I offer a four-month coaching program. So if you are a woman in your 20s or 30s or 40s and feel like you need support in any of these areas that you talked about today, let's say gut health issues or hormone support, or blood sugar balance support, or you just have weird symptoms and you don't really know uh, what they are and no one's been able to help you this far, I would love to help you. It is a four-month program, like I said, with weekly live check-in calls. You'll fill out a 320 nutritional questionnaire in the beginning that really helps me kind of understand your symptoms and where they're coming from and then we'll kind of go through a protocol and things like that and figure out what that root cause is i think the goal with working with me too is that you're able to live after this without any more further questions like you'd be able to work with me and we could figure out uh you know the root cause of those symptoms and then you have those answers and you feel empowered to be able to support your body in that way so i know what it's like to have all these questions and not have the answers so that's kind of where i'd love to come in and support you in that and you can sign up on my web uh, website for the waitlist and also there's a link on my instagram which is markamethod and my website is markamethod.com 
Okay, real quick. I just want to say, I think four months is like the perfect amount of time it to truly get is. health coaching. Yeah. So there's that. I think she figured it out. That is like the perfect amount of time. If you're wanting to work with somebody, you pretty much get to what's going wrong and, you know, you're in your where, where to go from there. Okay. <laughs> let's hear about the recipes. Yes. So my subscription is called Markham Menu, and this is a monthly membership where you get 30 recipes each month, and they are nutrient-dense, whole food, blood sugar balancing, hormone supporting, all that good jazz recipes. And I think the you know, motivation behind this was I know that you can get recipes wherever for free. You can go on Pinterest and type in recipes or whatever. But I think really I was like, A, I have a nutritional background. So in making these recipes, I'm prioritizing that. And B, I want to make recipes that are good. I think that it is hard to find quote unquote healthy recipes um, that really taste good. And I think I have had my fair share of recipes where I'm like, this doesn't tastes good to me. So how can I make food that not only tastes good, but it's going to feel your body and help you feel good. And that was kind of the priority behind that. So that's why I created this. Um, as far as inspiration behind my recipes go, I go through a whole process. So I basically always have running notes of recipes on my phone. So anywhere, anytime I go anywhere or have a dinner out or eat anywhere, if I uh, taste something really delicious, I'll write it down. And I'll be like, how can I make this? Or how can I emulate this? I've done like an arugula pear salad I had at a restaurant before. I've done a chopped salad I've had at a restaurant. I had these really good smoked paprika potatoes dip thing a while back. And I made that into a recipe and tried that at home. So I think that's one way I get inspo. I also will, friends will text me all the time. Uh, meals they eat or things they see online or at friends' houses or whatever, they'll be like, oh my gosh, this was so good. How could you make this more nutrient-dense? Or how could you make this, uh, you know, better for your body or whatever it might be? So that's another way I get inspo. And then I always like to see, you know, what's trending um, on social media or whatever and figure out how I can switch that around. And I think another really big thing I do is I look at all the seasonal produce and figure out how I can incorporate the seasonal produce in my meals because I also really prioritize that and think that's important. So those are kind of all the ways I get ideas and uh, inspiration on what I'm making. Another thing is I like to focus on holidays or anything festive that's going on that month just to make it fun. Um, you know, if people have families or kids, I did a green eggs and ham in March, which was really cool. And Valentine's Day did a lot of fun things. So things like that. <laughs> oh, okay. That is so fun. Um, yeah. So make sure to check out her um, offers. So go to markhammethod.com, mm -hmm. find her market me Markham Method on Instagram and sign up for her meal plans, her Markham menu. That is so cool. I love um, how she kind of does the work for you with mm -hmm. finding out what's in season right now. Yeah. Because that's, that's another nice. thing to think of. Like I know personally I can get so hung up on like my favorite recipes or, you know, just something that mm -hmm. it becomes a go-to. I'm like, oh, this is good. It has good ingredients. But then it becomes monotonous and you're like, it's really hot outside. I don't feel like eating meatballs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just being able to have some lighter, more exciting things. Absolutely. Really, really cool. And I love her process, how she yeah. talks about like even going out to different places and eating replicating foods and yeah. then being like, oh, I can make this and, you know, yes. help other people have really delicious food too. Yes. So that's really cool to know that process behind it. 100%. Well, we just want to say thank you, Chelsea, for coming yes, on the show today. Thank you and, so much. Um, just sharing so many good things with us. I know I was taking notes just with your suggestions of what to eat in the morning mm -hmm. and kind of the 
carb pairing, dressing your carbs and uh, pairing your proteins and all that stuff. I mean, that's really, really good um, to take into the future. I definitely give her a follow yes. on Instagram. Um, she's also on TikTok. She makes like yes. great little, you know, recipe videos. She's a fun follow. Yes. She's definitely. super cute. Yeah. Super bubbly, super fun. Yeah. Um, her outfits are always fire that's as well. That's true. So if she could make an outfit lot. subscription, Honestly, I'd be down for that. She could do a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. we're just super happy that we got to have her on our podcast yes. and talk about all of these things. And one thing I just want to end on is if any of these things that you heard today, you know, kind of go against what you know. Right. And trigger you <laughs> to feel like a little yeah. bit angry or disappointed or whatever it may be think about that i actually recently just listened to a podcast mm-hmm. and this girl she had been vegan for eight years yeah and she finally like listened to this other podcast that this woman was talking about it how she was vegan she yeah. was still vegan but she was saying how a lot of people who do these like hardcore things they are trying to be in control of something right and there's some they they think like oh i have the perfect diet exactly so nothing will hurt me exactly nothing will like affect me when in reality that's not necessarily true and so you have to realize what's your motivation yeah and also it was cool to hear her actually question like okay maybe i don't have the perfect diet exactly maybe there are things that i'm missing and so she started to incorporate different things into her diet and it wasn't even because she was feeling terrible or any of those things it was literally just because she decided to look into things and she yep. decided to not be so stuck in her ways and to actually hear other people's perspectives on things because she even said she would only listen to right vegan type things she would only listen or yeah. look at or read about and it's so easy to do that we can all do that right but also try to get out of your bubble yeah you just look for reinforcement <laughs> for what <laughs> you want instead of being like, right you know and so yeah. if anything you know registers with you yeah start start with that yeah look into those things and question what you already know yeah it doesn't mean that it's necessarily wrong yeah but maybe there's something more out there for you yeah yeah 100 percent. i think that's really really good and uh yeah great reminder yeah um because you can just definitely get stuck in dogma And, and like i'm saying like even with what we believe now which i don't feel like you know, I can listen to what other people have to say and like learn from mm-hmm. other people. But I'm like, once you really understand why you're doing what you're doing, then it's like, I'm not in a dogma. Yeah. I'm just, I really understand why I'm positioning my body this way or why I'm doing these kind of workouts. I'm just thinking of like, you know, uh, joint stacking versus having a different, you know, hip position and all the stuff, stuff I'm learning about recently. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I understand why I'm doing it this way. I also understand why I'm eating first thing in the morning rather than diving mm-hmm. into the coffee. Yeah. I'm not demonizing coffee, mm-hmm. but I'm exactly. understanding why I'm doing this. But um, yeah, I think it's really healthy to always like challenge yourself and to make sure that, are, am I doing this because I really understand it? Yeah. Or am I doing this because I'm trying to like fit into a certain mold mm-hmm. and it's not working for me? And you might find you know, along the way too, that your body's not ready for all of the steps that you're trying to throw on it because so many people can get really gun ho about like, Oh, I'm going to change everything, but your body's not ready to digest dairy or, um, yeah, (laughs) digest, uh, other certain type of meat. And you're just trying to like give it everything. And you're like, you might need to take it slow and work on, okay, like 
I'm still having trouble digesting. I'm still having really bad reflux. Like what do I need to work Mm -hmm. on first to get that foundation to then build upon it? So you might think like, oh no, I'm just, my body's just built for vegan, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when it's really like you've had to cut out a lot of food because you need to work on your gut (laughs) and your digestion. Um, I'm not just trying to say like, if you're vegan, you're wrong. Right. right. Like a lot of people (laughs) cut out or go more restrictive with like paleo or whatever, because they're like, that's the only thing that I feel good with. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if that's the only foods you could feel good with and you only feel good when you're cutting a lot of Mm -hmm. things out, it's probably because you can't digest them well. Yeah. So maybe there's a root problem. Exactly. Because again, if your goal is freedom, Mm -hmm. being able to eat, anything you know and be able being able to have nuance then you just want your system really whole and repaired right to be able to deal with life as it comes exactly so it's less about dogma and more about like full health yes the full picture and how it affects your body and makes you feel yep you know so anyway, we can continue talking, yeah. but we will not. It's already been a great episode. So yeah, make sure to give Chelsea a follow and subscribe to her meal plans for sure. And maybe look into one-on-one coaching yeah. with her because that's really cool. You can jump onto her wait list at markamethod.com. And yeah, we just say thanks for her coming on the podcast today and sharing all kinds of great thanks tips. Thanks so much. It's definitely, um, we were going to air this episode like a lot later um, just with how we're recording in the mm-hmm. schedule. And now we're like, let's bump it up. Cause yeah. we're really excited about this one. <laughs> Clearly. We're so I hope you guys it. enjoyed. It's going to be, um, it's going to be great to like go back and even re-listen to this Absolutely. and write down some more notes. I'm excited to like go grocery shopping. I know. Like ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to go make hummus. I'm ready for so many exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. So good times. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will be back next week as always for a new episode. Um, if you have not left us a review, I heard somebody else say this the other day and I was like, Psh, I'm taking this for my own yes, podcast. Same. The amount of subscribers that we have does not amount, does not match the amount of reviews that we have. Uh, yeah. So go leave us a rating Please and review. Do. Give us five stars. It Tell really us how much us. you love us. It really does. So thank you in advance if you've benefited at all from this podcast. Thank you for subscribing to us, following us, and leaving us that review. Sharing it with a friend. It really goes a long way. It really does. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening today. Make sure that you're following us at Honesty Club Podcast on Instagram or check out our website, thehonestyclub.com to be a part of future episodes. You can submit an idea for a topic or write in with a story for us to share. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a review or share it with a friend. See you next Thursday.